Welcome to Cheese, Wine, and Christmas, the magical podcast that will help you navigate the crowded world of sentimental holiday specials. Join hosts Brendan Bowes and Deirdre McCarthy as they discuss, critique, and lay bare your favorite Christmas movie tropes. So spike that eggnog and get ready for today's Cheese, Wine, and Christmas. Okay, so I think uh, this is going to be a really interesting Cheese, Wine, and Christmas because I think for the first time, we don't totally agree. No, not only that, we're we're recording this in a different method. Yeah, uh, we're Zooming. We're Zooming today because as we get closer to Christmas and we need to uh, record more, it's, it's taking some, I don't know, creativity and ingenuity yep. and, uh, you know, to, to try to figure out how to get this done. Right. So, so I, I mean, we usually record where we can see each other and look at each other while we're talking, but this is the first time we're doing it on Zoom. So before we recorded, we talked a little bit about uh, our, our differences in this movie, but, but we saved it for the podcast. We just yep. hinted. OK, so this is called Santa Girl, Santa Girl. So, um, yeah, so it was a, a very different take on a Christmas special from all of the other things. In fact, yes. I'm going to go so far as to say almost zero of the Christmas special tropes made an appearance here. Correct. And I think this was the first one that was actually that actually had Santa as a character. Yes. And it, I, it was sort of designed for kids. But at the same that was, time, that was one of my biggest notes or biggest concerns was who is this for? Right. So it's sort of designed for kids, but then a lot of the content is necessarily not totally kid friendly. Right. There are so, spots here or there where it gets mature really quickly and then yeah. goes back to kid friendly. And yeah. So let's start with what this is all about. So um, this is all about Santa Claus's daughter. Yep. That's why she's Santa girl. And her name is Cassie Claus. Yep. And uh, we open with her acting like your typical bratty sleep till all hours teenager, yep. um, you yep. know, sleeping late. It's established that the North Pole is uh, or the Santa's workshop is this elaborate building. Uh, const- it's a big uh, fancy corporation. Business. Corporation. Yep. In but the middle of the North Pole. We even know that we really just see bratty teenage Cassie in bed. Correct. Um, getting woken up by her personal elf servant. Pep. Pep. Right. So Pep is this adorable little thing. Um, with elf ears and a cutie little face and lots and lots of pep. She's very right. peppy. Yep. Like absurdly over the top, annoy the F out of you, peppy, especially if you're a cranky teenager laying in bed. Right. Just waking up. Yeah. So it's her job to wake her up and get her going for the day because we learn right away that she is training to be Santa's replacement. Correct. Yeah. So mom is dead. I guess that is a, a Christmas special trope. One of the parents is dead. So yep. mom is dead. Um, Santa is running the business and uh, Cassie is gearing up to take over. Correct. So her, right. her itinerary for the day is a lot of uh, marketing for the company, basically. Yeah. Checking out how the toy things work and having picture ops with elves or I don't know, something or other. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. 
So, so, and she's reluctant. She doesn't really want to do it, but she's also a, a pretty good girl. So she's maybe going to do it. Right. Um, but at the same time, she finds out that she got into college. She secretly applied. Yep. I'm not really sure. So this is the first problematic issue is <clears throat> what did she send them for transcripts? And she's never gone to school before, really. Right. And um, did they know they were sending the acceptance letter to the North Pole? Yeah, like, that was that was a big concern. Castle, right. Like Cassie, like, Cassie Claus, North, whatever the right. address is, North right. Pole. And, and on, on what grounds did they accept her? Like, what right. are her extracurricular activities? <laughs> What's her SAT scores? But anyway, uh, let's suspend our disbelief because we're already suspending it over the fact that she's Santa Claus's daughter. Yep. And uh, OK, so she's she got into college. All right. I'm in. She's gone. into. How will she ever tell her dad? Because she's supposed to be home training to take over the business. Right. Yep. yep. And during it was during one of the photo ops that we are introduced to Santa Claus. Yes. Who Barry is- Bostwick, who's apparently making all of his money in the later part of his career. <laughs> cheesy Christmas specials. And he's so- not your typical Santa. He's uh-huh. he's a uh, business suit up. Wearing yep. with a green tie, a tie. He's lost kid. a lot of weight. He's yep. not fat. Um, he's His not beard eating is carbs. nice and trim. Yeah, he's not eating carbs, and he's and we find out, you know, little by little throughout the whole movie. So I think it's okay to sort of say that right now that his <clears throat> change in behavior came about when his wife died, when Mrs. Correct. Claus died. He stopped being so loving and jolly and caring, and now it's just a business he does, and he doesn't want to be fat anymore, blah, blah, blah. Correct. So all tied to his heartache. So, okay, well, she's going to take over the business, but the business is in a little teeny bit of trouble. Not sure it can sustain itself. Um, we learned this during a birthday party for the tooth fairy. Yes. Um, yeah. Cause one of the tooth fairy folks is trying to have a merger with, <laughs> with the Santa Claus family and sort of merge their businesses and help each other out. And he says, no can do. Cause he's already got a merger in place. And that's with- when we first find out that Cassie has been promised betrothed, if you will, Correct. The the, fir- the the big, I guess if there was a number one concern about this movie is an arranged marriage in this. Yeah, so it's so there's an arranged marriage between Cassie Claus and Jack Frost Jr. Correct. The son of Jack Frost. The, yeah, the son of Jack Frost. Apparently, Jack Frost has got lots of money, um, but, you know, it's sort of got a bad like rap reputation as kind of a meanie right. pant. And so he wants the prestige of the Claus name and in exchange the clauses get the financial input that their business needs. Right. and they touch upon that when santa first married mrs claus it was because mrs claus's parents owned the only owned the only reindeer farm in the world no, the only flying reindeer no that's what it was yeah yes so yes. this is it's kind of like game of thrones in that uh-huh. arranged marriages are based on the family's needs Yes, 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 yes. And his father was Chris Kringle, the original Chris Kringle. So, okay, so we've got all that in place. But, you know, dad and Cassie have a good relationship. It's, you know, and she wants to do what's right, but she also wants to find herself. So she begs him for the opportunity to go to college first. Right. Now, she's only going to go for one semester, which is my problem number 
563. Um, that's, that's their agreement. She can go for one semester, learn about the real world. Um, and then she comes back at Christmas and marries Jack Frost Jr. and takes over the business as planned. Yep. I, that, that was a big plot hole for me and well, not yep. plot hole, but Santa was really adamant about not having Cassie go to college at all during uh, the party. And then the next morning is like he rains it back hard. There's a lot of those um, very I call that the quick change of heart. There's yep. a lot of quick changes of heart here. Yes. Yeah, for sure. OK, um, I want to stop briefly here and discuss one of my main under pinning issues with this movie so unlike you i actually like the whole fantasy idea of i would rather suspend my disbelief and follow the claus family trying to have a normal life at college blah 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 etc etc way more than the country girl city boy everybody comes to a christmas party small town one I okay. got gotcha. you. No, that, so, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes feels sense. like Christmas to me. I'm ready to suspend my disbelief. But problem number one is I find the actress, Jennifer Stone, that plays Cassie Claus entirely unlikable. Yep. Um, I mean, she she's not unlikable per se. She's actually she's not like annoying or anything. It's just that I never believe for one moment that everybody would be so entranced with her. Yeah, I mean, she has the bratty part down pat, not saying mm -hmm. that she's a brat in real life, but she right. nailed that part pretty well. It's right. when she tried to be endearing and charming. Yeah. First of all, this is going to make me sound terrible. I, I'm sorry to my follow fe fellow feminists. She's not pretty enough and or cute enough. Like you got to go one way or the other or even endearingly weird looking enough. She is so middle of the road bland that I never for a moment believe anybody's going to be entranced with her. Never mind multiple people being entranced with her. Right. I just, I don't buy it. And she's not charming enough. Like there's no, so this reminds me of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So anybody who knows me knows that's my favorite movie in the entire world. The original one with Gene Wilder. My biggest problem with that movie, although I love the movie, is that I think that Charlie Bucket is really annoying. And so yep. it, it pulls away. So that's how I felt about Cassie Claus. I was just like, oh, you couldn't do better. You got Barry Bostwick, but you couldn't do better for Cassie. Right. So, so anyway. So my, my piggyback on that and one of my biggest, I guess, issues, one of my biggest issues is technically this movie was badly made. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's clear that in that first scene when she's in her bed, her voice is 80 yard. Uh, yes. Totally. So that right there was my first hint as, okay, she's not even nailing annoying yep. very well. Yep. 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 So it, it's, it's hard when you buy sort of the overall thing, but you don't like the main character. So right. th that, that was, I can see that that was problematic. All right. So back to the plot. So a quick turnaround of heart from dad. She's going down uh, to go to college. Jack Frost is, is not happy about this because right. he thinks she's going to meet people and fall in love with other people. So he inserts his son into the picture. Well, that that was kind of a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, well, that, that's kind of the well, twist. I, 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 because I want to discuss it as a whole. So okay. his, <clears throat> his son is there 
also being a student, we get a little hint that he's more worldly than Cassie because he's been going to uh, boarding school all along. So right. he knows what the real world is like. Cassie yes. doesn't. Um, I, I needed to put that up front because my next problem with the film is that the first guy she meets on campus is Jack Frost Jr. Right. So who, who, who calls himself Jr. Jr. Yeah. So he's the very first person. So I, I think no matter how, that's just very ridiculously convenient. Right. No, well, no. also quickly, just to put this out there because it comes into play later. Um, Cassie has magic. Like she has the B, she wrinkles her nose like Bewitched. Yeah, so and it's a little rip off on Bewitched. Yep. So just putting it out there because yeah. it does. So, but she's later. not supposed to use it while she's down. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, all right. Actually, I'm going to backtrack and go back to the moment that it, it, now Santa has told her she's got to keep everything a secret. She can't use her magic. And yet she shows up at her dorm. Um, and he announces to every guy that he sees in the hall, both their name and that they're on the naughty list. Oh, so one so, of the big notes that I had was, so Pip or Pep uh, is hired to be her roommate and to keep an eye on her. Yeah, so he's, it, he gets unsure after the whole thing, that after Jack Frost loses his shit that, you know, she's going to go down there and meet everybody. He decides it's a good idea to, you know, send Pep with her. Yep. With her full on, I was like, are they going to cover her elf ears? No. no. Nope. So uh, this brings up two points. It appears that they're the only two women on the floor living yes, on that floor. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Also, it, at, at that point, when uh, Santa is talking to Pep about rooming with her, you can tell that the elf uh, ears are fake. Like it's just yep. stalking over here. Yep. That was yep. another yep. technical yep. issue I had. Yeah, the ears were kind of fake looking. So they show up. Santa pretty much announces he's Santa without saying he's Santa. Yep. And um, and for some odd reason, everybody's supposed to be OK with the fact that she's rooming with her little sister. So they're both freshmen at the same time. How does that even make sense? I don't know. And her little sister has bizarre elf ears. Yep. But nobody's <laughs> having a problem with that. Um, we meet the very first person we meet is JR. And uh, they decide to go to the bookstore together. At which point we meet our other character. So you already know that we're going to have a love triangle because Correct. there's two men uh, that are introduced to each other right around the same time. So uh, to, I guess to cut to the chase, the guy's name is Sam. He's mm -hmm. he's on student aid. He's he's yep. he's poor, more yep, or less. He can't afford his books because his financial aid. There was a glitch. So he's holding up the line. He has like 400 and something dollars worth of books and he doesn't have the money to pay for them. And uh, Cassie comes to the rescue because Santa gave her a big wad of cash for emergencies. And ju just drops a five spot to cover yeah. Sam's books. Because she doesn't get how things work down there. Correct. So it doesn't, you know, because she's up in Santa land where everybody's kind and loving. So why wouldn't you just do that? Right. So we already know, okay, here's our love triangle. By the way, JR is super handsome preppy boy. And Sam is long hair, sort of hippie boy. Right. Like acoustic guitar playing yep. everywhere mm -hmm. guy. Yep. Yep. Okay. So um, we have lots of incidents of her not knowing what real life is like and behaving oddly on campus and people right. thinking she's weird. Like lack, lack of social skills, lack of social skills, which is fun and cute and would be better if I actually liked Cassie. But since I don't, I found those annoying. But if I loved Cassie, I would have been like, yes, this is so cute. 
right? right. And uh, yeah, so all of that happens, blah, blah, blah. Both JR and Sam have told her they have feelings for her at this point. I know I'm jumping ahead, but it doesn't really matter. And, um, (laughs) you know, they both have feelings and she keeps saying she's got this arranged marriage. So this is good for JR because she's like, yeah, she's a good girl. She's staying true to the whole shebang. But in the meantime, Jack Frost Sr. shows up on campus. He's a mean son of a bitch. He is. He's not a nice person. Yeah. And he's very concerned about Sam. So this is where another thing in the movie doesn't make sense to me. So I thought he was coming down to warn Sam off. Yep. Right. Yeah. This is a weird. This doesn't make sense at all. Yes. And get Sam away. But instead, he offers Sam money to get close to Cassie and keep an eye on her. Right. Seems counterintuitive. Very counterintuitive Mm because there was a quick meeting between junior and senior where junior says there's another guy that uh, Mm -hmm. has eyes for Cassie and it's 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 hurting my chances. And senior's like, well, do you want me to take him out? Basically, well, well, senior's already got a picture of him. So senior already knows. But yeah, but basically we think he's going to warn him off. By the way, Sam does not seem at all concerned that this guy uh, is. Uh, Yeah. Covered in ice, basically, and appears he just randomly appears. There's a snowstorm. Snow is around. And uh, yeah, so that seems to none of that concerns Sam at all. No, which is another plot plot hole that we'll talk about later. Yeah. So anyway, so he's got uh, Sam on the job. Sam takes the money because now he can pay Cassie back, you know, because, of course, he gives him exactly five hundred dollars as a retainer. Yep. Going to give him more along the way. So um, how does Sam get into Cassie's life? Well, he gets into Cassie's life because she's bad at math and he's really good at math. And so he's going to tutor her. Right. Which is a random exposition point because we don't see Cassie in any classes except for her just randomly appearing in a class. Yeah. Every time she's late for it, she twinkles her nose and appears and flips out the dude next door. It's like a Correct. running joke. Yes. And it's there for no other reason other than that. Yep. Um, OK, so he's teaching her geometry, but it will only teach her in a gazebo by the water. So it will be romantic. Right. And um, that's when, you know, he expresses his feelings. She has her very first kiss. Oh, my God. It's all going to go perfectly. Oh, right? so we're so we this is after the house party, right? Oh, yeah. There's a house party uh, that, that this is where we learn how savvy Jr. is and how unsavvy Cassie Sam is. is. Right. Yeah. So the, the two things I wanted to point out is one of the random characters uh mm-hmm. her name is Deirdre. I don't know. If oh, I saw that. that. I know her name <laughs> is Deirdre. But that by the way, so there's there's a crowd of people that JR hangs out with, and they're all like frat and sorority, bitchy, mean, right. awful people that just say awful things about other people. JR is actually pretty nice. We never see him being mean at all. He's a nice guy. Um, he's just part of that crowd. Right. And so he brings her her first drink. She thinks it's going to be soda, but it's vodka. Takes a big sip, sprays it, does a huge spit take all over Deirdre, I think. Yeah, I think and, so. Yeah. And um, she's out in front of the party resigned to, oh, my God, everything was going right. so well. And all the cool kids liked me. And now I'm a douche. But so, the, the, 
uh, on the technical sense, uh, side of things, what really made me laugh was that the there was no mic in the house. Like it was so poorly uh, mic'd. Like mm-hmm. it sounded like everyone was far, far, far away. Yeah, bad sound quality. Bad sound. Yep. My techie guy did not like this aspect at all. Nope. Brendan, the tech dude, was unhappy. <laughs> Um, I, we didn't even talk about like the cheesy wording during the opening credits and all of that. Like, it looked like basically somebody wrote with marker on a card and took a picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So the party happens. It's really just a way of showing, um, that the cool kids will turn on her in a minute if things aren't okay. And, uh, Sam walks by and they, we get to see her and Sam's connection again. We get to see Jr. come out and basically shoo Sam off, make everything better for Cassie. And now she's part of the in crowd again. Correct. Okay. So back to the gazebo where they have their first kiss and she's like, Sam, oh. Sam and Cassie. Yep. Sam and Cassie. She's a little horrified at herself because she's betrothed to someone else. And so she's been keeping all of this information from him. And finally, she spills it all. She tells him that she has part of an arranged marriage. She tells him that she is Santa Claus's daughter. She gives him the whole spiel just like that. Bloop. And uh, makes him promise not to tell anybody. He, of course, thinks she is nuts. Yep. And that she is merely saying all of this stuff to I don't know, uh, like Just, push him away or right. that that's her weird rejection or, yeah. or I don't reject rejecting mm-hmm. of him, yep. which if you remember, totally accepts Jack Frost coming into his yep. life, just appearing and, with uh, snowstorms. Does and, not notice that her roommate slash little sister has elf ears. Right. That, so very, anyway, very, off he goes Yeah, because he is bitter and jaded and worldly. So he's not going to like handle any of this bullshit. So off he goes. They're in a little bit of a spat. The next scene is the uh, dorm room, and she's in there with Jr. and she's in there with Pep. Right. And uh, she is. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed her and Pep walking through campus and people being outrageously mean to them. Oh, and, that's right. Yep. Yeah, and yelling weird stuff about Santa and so forth. And she's like, what could possibly be going on? So her and Pepper talking about it. JR shows up and is like, your friend Sam did this. And all over the internet are crazy memes of <laughs> her saying she's Santa's daughter and those jib jab videos that right. they make with her and Pep, it's faces and on dancing elves. Yep. And, now, and that, that, tears everyone to the bone right so again i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that that's on your plot list issues right why the campus turns on her so viciously over some funny memes and jib jabs yep so and and she didn't even put them out somebody else put them out so it's not even like they could accuse her of being a weirdo for putting them out they're just yeah so the whole and it's immediately dropped on sam that he was the one that did it Oh, yeah. Well, they assume it must be Sam. Well, because he's the only person she told, to be fair. True. Yes, that is so true. She doesn't know that he had a second meeting with Jack Frost Sr. in the library where Jack Frost Sr. is like, hey, you know, you better keep watching her. And he's like, I can't. She's mad at me or I'm mad at her or we're not talking or whatever <laughs> the F he says. 
And he's like, why? Well, because she's got this crazy idea. She's Santa's daughter. So Jack Frost gets a plan. I'm going to leak all of this information and then she'll leave school. And it'll be like much more likely that she'll marry my son. Correct. She threatens Sam. I will tell her that you've been taking money to spy on her. If you don't keep spying on her. (laughs) I, yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) So he comes to, to, you know, talk to her and she confronts him. You're a terrible person. And he said, I didn't do this. And JR is like, yeah, you did get the F out of here. And then, you know, uh, there's the want want lots of musical montages of people like dealing with all of this college uh, college life type yes, stuff yeah so though so, so life is going on and she and jr are getting closer and closer because keep in mind jr is actually a good dude to her she just right. doesn't have feelings for him so uh in the meantime like so cassie doesn't know that jack frost is is involved yet but there's a scene where pep is walking outside <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she notices Jack Frost and is like, yes. hey, what are you doing here? And it should be noted that Jack Frost is is almost dressed like Dracula in a way. Yep. Yep. He's and, evil, evil, evil. And mm-hmm. he t- and I can't, you can't see me, but he takes his cape, drapes it over his face and ru- ducks and runs away. Right. And, and nobody that- else notices. this. Right. By the way. Right. I and- also like that when she comes around the corner. She thinks he's gone, but there's a big frozen bush at the end. So, you know, he's hiding in that bush, but she doesn't. She looks right. puzzled and walks yep. away. I had yep. to pause at that part because I was laughing. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so Pep is in on the whole Jack Frost is on campus deal. Yes. Yep. Right. Okay. So we're, we're getting towards the climax part of this. Um, so Sam is, you know, begging for forgiveness, gets like one minute of her time to, to plead his case. And he basically confesses that he's been paid to spy on her. And it was that guy that released all of the information. Correct. Well, now he, she's even yeah, more angry. Yeah, I was going to say Sam thought that him being upfront about it would make yeah. Cassie appreciate the, the truth. But of course, she's just furious that he was spying on her. Right. And he's like, come on, let's make up. Forgive me. And then we can go to the winter ball together, which is a very odd sequence of words. But (laughs) he says that and she's like, no, I'm going to the ball with Jr." And so the next scene, of course, is them at the ball. But meanwhile, for some reason, Pep, who's been all about sort of protecting the whole deal with Santa Claus and and having Cassie not get involved with people, suddenly decides that Sam and her should be together, tells Sam, I think I know who who did all of that. And you need to go to the dance and profess your love because I know she loves you, too. So, yeah, her Pep and Sam are running towards the ball. Yeah, so it's a very Harry Metz. It's like ripped off from Harry Met Sally. Right. And Harry's running to the the New Year's Eve uh, party, right. you know, to but, profess his love. But the, the so the, the quick as they're running, because this is one of the things that didn't make any sense. Pep trips and just falls over herself. And instead of getting up, she's just like, go, go on without me. Well, she said she has a stitch in her side, so she can't run anymore. But I'm thinking she looks way more in shape than he does. So I find that odd. But she sends him along. So he's on his way. Meantime, 
for no reason at all, Cassie and Jr. suddenly know how to ballroom dance. Yes. And they're able to follow each other and they do a routine like straight out of uh, So You Think You Can Dance, which <laughs> nobody would ever be able to do without practicing, but they do. Right. It's like in a spy movie when they go to a ball and everyone yep. knows how to dance amazingly. Yep. So everybody's watching them and clapping and whatever. And as the dance ends, JR takes that moment to confess to her who he really is and to say, you know, before we did this, I wanted to know, like, did we like each other? Could we get along? And now I realize we could. And I actually like that moment because I'm like, he's not trying to trick her. Not like his dad, like he's not trying to trick her. He right. also wanted to know who he was going to marry. I was like, this makes sense. They get along really well. And so then he drops to his knee to propose to her, which seems really odd to all of the people around. I will give and the movie me. credit. They all seemed a little startled by that. I liked that <laughs> um, because in their world, they're supposed to be getting married in a couple of months. It made sense to me. He would like, uh, let's actually do the real thing. I'm actually asking you to marry me because I like you. But right at that moment, who comes running in? I know you guys will never guess. <laughs> horse, big horse, a big horse. No, darn Sam. Oh, right. So Sam comes running in and uh, basically is like, no, don't say yes. I, you know, I know who somebody else sent it and I know who it is and blah, blah, blah. And, and then there's a big fist fight between him and JR. It's not so much of it's it one. So a punch is thrown at the beginning. Yep. It, be, it goes into a headlock sequence, a push to the ground and like yep. three more punches are thrown. Yeah. Thank you. Wrestling expert I, over there. So, right. <laughs> So and Cassie's like, stop, everybody stop. No, you know, right. and uh, is it does does Pep come running in then and talk about Jack Frost's dad? Uh, well, so I think the sequence is they fight. Cassie stops it, mm -hmm. tells Sam off and goes, Jr. ask me again. And right. That's what but she says. Some point in there, Pep reveals that Jack Frost is on campus. Oh, no, it, it, I think it's before because one of the notes I have is the attendees of this formal are told that Jr. is the son of an evil man. Yes. Watched him sucker punch a guy, get into a fight and then applaud him when he proposes. Yes. Right. So in the midst of all of this, Cassie actually learns that it was Jack Frost Sr. that wreaked all of the havoc. And now that's she can accept that because she knows this is Jack Frost Jr. She apologizes to Sam. Heartfelt apology. So, so sorry. And she suddenly sees all of the truth. She knows everything that's in front of her. And she still makes the decision to do the right thing for the family. Yep. Except except her. her accepts her fate. Yeah. So even though she loves Sam, she basically says goodbye to Sam and she tells JR to ask her again. And he does. And then the whole audience applauds, even though chaos has just happened and they've witnessed right. horror, as you just said. Yep. And, and it, they, it's in, the one thing I did like is that when she said, ask me again, her back is to Sam or JR. Yeah. Like she's looking at Sam as uh -huh. she's saying, ask me again, Jr. And Jr. is is behind her saying, will you marry me? And she says yes, yep. while still looking at Sam. Yep. So then we're fast forward. We're up in the North Pole. She's in 
the ugliest wedding dress of all time, <laughs> looking not at all beautiful or anything because, because. Yep. And Santa comes in and they have a moment and he has another one of those quick turnarounds. A quick epiphany. Right. So all of this time he has been all in. This is what we need to do to save the business. This is your mom and I were in arranged marriage and I ended up falling madly in love with her. Like, this is a good thing. It's the right thing to do. Um, but then he decides he's going to meet Sam for himself and see what the hell is going on. Right. So it's wedding day, by right. the way. And so there's a contract in place that if the wedding doesn't happen, uh, so this is probably the, I think we've come up with only two. This will be the second actual Christmas story trope, which is there is a arbitrary deadline. Right. So sunset on Christmas Eve or something. Yeah, like so that. sunset on Christmas Eve, if they're not married, then the contract is uh, they've broken the contract and the Frost family gets the whole Santa Claus enterprise. So there's a lot on the line. Right. Yep. Which is strange because why wouldn't Jack Frost just not want to? Why would he want to have the wedding anyway? He's going to get what he right. wants regardless. I guess, yes. Who knows? Uh, so that's I think he wants the prestige of it being like an agreed upon thing instead of him okay. being evil Jack Frost. But sure. regardless, sure. there's a lot on the line. So Sam decides to put uh, Pip Pep. I, I, by the way, if you're wondering why we keep getting her name wrong, it's because Santa calls her the wrong name through the entire thing. Yeah, like that, that's the ongoing ones. joke is that Santa, yeah, Santa yeah. doesn't know his elves' names. Right. So Pep, uh, he puts Pep in charge all of a sudden. Goofy, silly little Pep is in charge and he's going to go down and meet Sam. Yeah. And we're like an hour away from the wedding. Right. But he'll, he promises he'll be back in time. So uh, my favorite part of this is the weird time bubble where yep. we see her standing in front of the mirror and what's clearly hours later, she's still standing in front of the mirror <laughs> when Jack Frost comes storming in to, to demand, where is your father? Yep. So in the meantime, he goes down to earth. He meets Sam and basically says, Hey, I looked you up and you've been on the nice list every single year. That's, super hard to do and you seem like a really good guy and i think maybe i was wrong about everything and uh let's go up and try to stop this wedding by the way he's not in a sleigh he's in a red sports car yeah um that has they, 148 reindeer power right they can fly and they do the worst green screen that like, yes i had that note uh Back to the Future, 35 years ago, did a better flying car. Oh, I, I, Greece did a better flying car yeah, than, true. than this. It was true. the worst I've ever seen. So they fly up there. In the meantime, he gives the contract uh, to Sam because Sam is studying to be a lawyer conveniently. Yep. And he asks him to try to find a loophole. <laughs> so back to Santa's castle. Uh, time is running out and she's got to make a decision and she decides I'm going to do this without dad. Cause I have to do what's right for the family. Yeah, I'm just going to put my head down and do it. Yep. I'm going to put my head down and do it. So she comes down um, the stairs on her own uh, and then does the most unladylike tromp down the aisle, holding her dress up. Did you notice that? Yeah, I, I she, did. Basically, they're playing the wedding march and she just literally barrels down. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was a choice or just more about her being 
unromantic, unbeautiful, unlikable heroine. A little bit and of both. A and little bit of both. Meanwhile, Jack Frost is like licking his lips and yeah, like he's he's up he's, there and he's you know uh, you mean oh senior yeah like he's yeah. psyched this is happening. Oh yeah, Jr. Jr. is all in. Yeah, Jr. is all in and um yeah. And then they're getting married by a leprechaun. Yes, out of nowhere. Does, right, out of nowhere. The um, the leprechaun is is steps out of nowhere and is delivering the, you know. Service. He's, the service. He's the, yeah, he's the pastor or right. minister. Now, here's another weird plot hole. Is at the last minute, JR, who's been totally about this all along, suddenly gets nervous when the leprechaun starts saying, the vows and saying, you know, um, because these guys love each other so much. And he all of a sudden starts to panic, which he hasn't done even for a second anywhere else. In the no, he's, he's been very suave the whole time. Yeah. And he you we get the sense that he's about to stop the wedding. But then she stops it instead. So she risks her family's business, everything. Because she just can't do it. And Jack Frost senior is like furious breach of contract yes but at that exact moment who comes bursting in santa Santa. and sam has indeed found a a loophole apparently you can't lie behave badly bad character slander all of the things that conveniently jack frost has done Correct. Basically, Jack Frost's time, senior's time at the college just broke yeah. a whole bunch Bro- of broke the, the contract. So now the contract is null and void. Um, Jack Frost shakes his fist. It is like, you guys can't afford to do this without me. Santa suddenly doesn't care about money anymore and is like, <laughs> I'm going to make the children happy, blah, blah, blah. And now Sam and Cassie are like, Sam is suddenly totally accepted all of the Santa bullshit. It was surprising at first, but he's all in. Yeah, he's, he's he doesn't care at this point. Yeah, yeah. And he has no family, as established earlier. He was a foster child. So um, it, he has nowhere to go on Christmas. So he's going to stay there with them. Yeah. And uh, Santa's going to climb in his sleigh and go do his thing. And JR is like, phew, thank God I wasn't ready to get married yet. And that's cool. And then there's one little like circle wrap up where a beautiful woman that we have no idea who the frig she is. Yeah. She's got a plate of cookies and she talks Santa into breaking his no carb rule. And we see him after pro like professing his undying love for his dead wife through the entire movie takes one look at her and practically does the cartoon version of the eyes bugging out. And, yeah, and the now heart pumping. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's all in. Uh-huh. So we wrapped my, up the Santa line. Yeah, okay. I mean, my my uh, my note was who is who is this woman feeding Santa a cookie? Is it Betty Crocker? Right. Only, yeah. There's no a, explanation as right. to who she is. Because like, the there's no callback. Right. I right. thought there might be a callback to like the Tooth Fairy because that was a merger that also would have been successful. Right. But I they thought- did. They did show the tooth fairy earlier. She was she was a big woman. She was at the wedding. So I thought maybe that when I heard the voice offering the cookies, I thought it was going to be. Oh, right. Yeah. But it wasn't. No, it wasn't a rando. No. So and now everything is going to be awesome and nobody's getting married right away. Um, So I I also thought that was funny that they didn't just have Sam step in and do the wedding anyway. They're like trying to be modern and no, we we should get to know know each each other. other. Right. All of a sudden. Yep. 
I mean, and Sam then, definitely didn't look like the type of person who who would propose 10 minutes into meeting someone. Right, right. So now everybody's everybody's good. And that's pretty much how it ends. Am I missing anything at the ending? Uh, no, not at the ending. Uh, nope. It just the 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 montage of of Santa's hands going through time saying it's now Thanksgiving. Now, Christmas yep. essentially shuts the book on the story. Yes. So that's how we we know time is passing. We we see Santa gloves turning the pages of a mystical storybook. So, yeah. So, but there is one last thing I want to note because so Pip uh, right before the wedding, like the other elves are like crowd, you know, crowding her going, wow, you went to the real world, you know, of real life, real world experience. And mm-hmm. Pep is all like, yeah, it was nothing. It was nothing. All the guys were into me. Mm. And so I, it made me laugh because an hour before that, I made a note because Pep, like during the whole time, Cassie was media, getting yep. uh, getting to know Sam and Jr. Mm-hmm. I made it. Pep wasn't shown at all, so I made a note. But, saying, well, she was lying to the other elves to be cool. You didn't get that. No, I I, yeah. I get it, but the note I made says Pep is doing so many drugs and banging all the dudes on the floor. <laughs> How fun would that be if that was actually what was happening? I would love that. And I, I, I made the note. I'm like, I probably shouldn't say that. And then Pip, Pep had the line at the end. I'm like, okay, it makes sense now. That's really funny. Maybe that's really what she was doing. <laughs> All right. So my overall take on this is there are some problematic moments, but I loved that it was actually just trying to be a Christmas story and that it was actually Christmassy and that there was Santa. And let me just tell you, Barry Bostwick makes the best looking Santa I've ever seen. Um, I, I liked the idea of it. It's I wish I could have taken it and fixed the stuff that I didn't like and and make it perfect because I I thoroughly suspended my disbelief and enjoyed the storyline, but I was constantly pulled out by how much I didn't like the lead character. So, yeah. So I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give it a six for effort. Wow. All right. So uh, talking, so uh, like we, Deirdre and I saw this at different times and I saw it first and I kept on saying, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. (laughs) I thought it was really dumb. I thought it was really dumb. Talking through it just now, I appreciate it a little bit more. Mm. I still the technical stuff, like the bad miking, the bad ADR, the yeah, well, terrible. That's like when I graphics. see a badly directed play, like I right. get that that would right. make you crazy, Brendan. Uh, but the, there was a lot of goofy stuff, like Jack Frost putting a cape over his head and running away, yeah. or and nobody um, noticing that he looked otherworldly or anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, the little plot holes, like it, it made me laugh. And when I was saying you won't like it, I meant it more as like a, one of those bet. So movies that are so bad, it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, talking this through made it a bit like I could I actually see, see potential that this could have been an actually good movie, like better, better things- casted. Like, yes. so the, I guess I didn't want to start the argument at the beginning. I didn't like Jr. at all. Like just, I don't know if it was the actor himself or the character. He was just so goofy and bland. Uh, He like, he tried to be suave, but it looked awkward in camera. Yeah. 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 Um, I liked Sam a lot. Yeah. Sam, Sam and and Santa would probably be the only two people I would keep. Um, I liked Pep. 
True. I mean, she was annoying, but she was True. supposed to be annoying. But she, so. she did her job. Yes. Yeah, she did her job. I like uh, But so with that being said, I was going to give it a negative number originally, but I can bump <laughs> it up to a two out of ten. I, I appreciate that. I, you know, sometimes you just got to sort of go for the Christmas thing. And right. I felt like they they didn't try to be smarter than a Christmas special. Do you know what I mean? They owned yeah. what they were. True. But I would have liked I would have liked to have fixed the things that were wrong. And I do think they're fixable. Some movies, they're not. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I, a better, better casting of certain characters, yeah. uh, better uh, uh, effort towards um, okay. the production side of things. And yeah. you probably have a much better movie. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, on that note, um, I'm going to go have some cocoa with marshmallows and whipped cream in honor of Cassie, but in honor of um, Jack Frost, I'm going to put some vodka in it. Hashtag team pep. 